Hey there, you're listening to episode 51 of the Business of Making podcast. This episode is all about learning to say no in your business, when you should do it, why you should do it, who to say no to, and some little tips to help you on your way. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Welcome back for another week of the Business of Making podcast. I'm here as always with my beautiful co-host, Jess. Thank you. And also beautiful Deb. Oh, thank you. This week, we are going to talk about saying no, which is basically one of my favorite topics really ever. Um, But before we do that, I'm going to read a little review that we have on Apple Podcasts from Belinda War. Thank you so much for leaving us a review. It says, awesome podcast for handmade business. Love listening to you ladies every week. So glad I found this podcast. You ladies have given me the confidence to get out there and start my business and I can't thank you enough. That is That is so exciting too, yeah. Congratulations on starting your business. I think that's, uh, you know, that's what we're here for is to give confidence to be able to do that. So Mm. that's super cool. So thank you so much, Belinda, for leaving that uh, review. If any of you out there listening would like to leave us a review, we would love you to on Apple Podcasts or our Facebook page or whatever listening platform. Hire a Skywriter. I don't know. Any of them. Well, yeah, that would be cool too. Or a balloon that said the business of making is awesome. You know, one of those Skywriter balloons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you happen to be a millionaire listening to this podcast. (laughs) Maybe then just make a donation then. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon for $5 a month. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) The spare change. (laughs) Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about learning how to say no and, um, yeah, like what should we be saying no to, what is the benefit of saying no, why is it hard to say no, all of those things. So I'm going to open it up to Jess and Deb. I think this is interesting because I think we're actually all very good at saying no. Yeah. (laughs) But there's a, you know, I think there's reasons for that and it's probably something that is partially innate in our personalities and partially something we've had to learn to do Mm. over the years. Um, You know, I am pretty good at saying no to things that, and if we go back to our previous episode talking about the whole Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies thing, I'm pretty good at saying no to things that I don't think are important. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely learned for me and I'm still not that good at it, really. (laughs) Like it depends. Love it. Yeah, I do. I love it because I realize how powerful it is and how it's totally okay to do it and we don't have to say that to everyone. But I'm still bad at it because, you know, I even have a um, request at the moment for uh, website packages and before doing my vision exercise the other week, I would have said yes straight away because, yes, that's income. 100% will do that for you. But since I've done my vision and I know where I'm going, I can see like, no, that doesn't align with, the goals that I want to do. So I am going to have to say no. Um, before this episode comes out, I would have said no to that person. So it's not like, <laughs> yes, person that emailed me, no. Um, yeah, so I do find it still hard to say no when mm. I don't know 
where I'm headed and what my vision is. Mm, I think that's a really good point because if you don't, there's this, there's this phrase that if you don't have a burning yes, it's hard to say no. Mm-hmm. Like you need to have the big yes and the thing that you know you want to be doing in order to say no to the other stuff. Otherwise, it's just really easy to get railroaded and it's just saying yes to other things, uh, to other people's priorities and things other people want you to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even things that you think you should be doing mm-hmm. <laughs> um, rather than what you really actually should be doing. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting that when you do have that, what did you call it, Jess, just then, like burning passionate? Burning why? A burning yes. A burning yes. Mm. Um, it's also made me, and I'm, I'm talking a lot about this because it's literally like I've just done it for the last week in our last sort of six episodes. I chat about it because we're batching these episodes. I'm like, yes, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm on this journey. Um, but it literally has allowed me then to say yes to the things that I should be saying yes to as well mm-hmm. that I possibly would have said no to before. Oh, that's interesting. I was, yeah, because I was just like kind of out of whack and I'm like, oh, ooh, I don't, like that seems like a lot of work and I know I'm not going to love doing that. But since doing my goals and knowing, oh, actually that's going to put me in good stead for achieving that goal, I definitely should be doing that. And I can say yes to that and no to the other thing that would bring income. So yeah. I'm saying yes to the thing that's not actually bringing income, but it's working me towards the goal and mm. no to the thing that would have brought me some income, but because it's not aligned. I, I want to just make a point here. I think uh, uh, an example of this in the handmade business world is the wrong customer yeah. or the wrong. Um, okay. So you've got someone who approaches you and they say, Hey, can you do this custom thing for me? Or can you get this thing done for me by this date? Mm. And if you are starting out or you haven't set your own boundaries, you will probably find yourself saying yes, because Hey, it's money, right? Mm. <laughs> Uh, however, you may end up finding that it is not worth the money <laughs> to, to do this thing yeah. person has asked you to do. And that's where having that vision and having the boundaries about what you will do and what you won't do is really important. And I, again, in my jewelry business, learned this the hard way. You know, when I was just starting out, I would say yes to almost anything that I thought I was capable of. And that can be a great way to challenge yourself as well. Like somebody brings you a challenge, like, could you possibly, could you make this thing? And I'll be like, look, I've never made it before, but knowing what skills I have, yeah, I probably can make it. Let's try it out. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. But there are other things that people bring to me and I'm like, mm, no, I don't think I could. Or I'm just not in a position to want, really, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't say that to them, of course, <laughs> but I say it to myself and I'm like, this is just not something I want to take on right now. So I say no. Mm-hmm. And that's money I'm leaving on the table. Or somebody who comes to me and goes, can you get this thing done, for this ring for my wedding, which is in two days' time in Austin, Texas? And I'm like, no. Jesus, get organized, people. Two days before the wedding. <laughs> oh, that's short. I'm not lying. Uh, it's like that is literally physically impossible. Was that a woman or a man? Uh, I don't remember, to be honest. It's so funny if it was a woman because I feel like that's more of a man thing to not think about the ring. I feel like the woman's got the ring sorted already. Like she had the ring sorted two years ago. Not. It is men who are running late, yes, Yeah. Um, on a percentage basis. But so that that's an easy no because it's just literally not it's literally not possible. But then there's those grey areas in the middle and you're like, well, if I work all night maybe, but do I really want to do that? You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's being aware of what you're willing to say yes and no to you have to have thought about it beforehand. Otherwise you'll just be blindsided and then just probably go, Oh yes. Okay. And then regret it later. I think yeah. too, um, 
it does get really difficult for people to say no to the things that are going to bring income, obviously, because that's the whole aim of the game is we want to make money here in our businesses. We want them to be profitable. Um, I think a good little trick to trick your mind a little bit into those sort of things is something that you perhaps don't want to do or it's going to take a lot of work. You're going to be up all night doing it. You can say yes, but you set that price really Yes. Oh, yeah. Four times what you would normally charge because then if they pay it, then it's worth it because you make a lot of money. But if it's just your normal price and you're working like four times as hard, then it's not, you shouldn't be doing that. Like it's, it's not. Yeah. We actually haven't. Sorry. Oh, that's right. I was just going to say we actually instituted an overtime fee a few years ago mm-hmm. because people kept coming and saying, can you get this done quickly? I'm like, sure, if you pay for it. Yeah, yeah, that's like, normal. Yeah, I mean, that's it. totally normal. Yeah, but so a lot of, so many people don't do it. No, they, no one does it. <laughs> and then they just do it for their normal price and it's like, no, yeah. charge for it. Well, I think it's more people getting started to that don't do it, then you learn and, yeah, yeah, exactly. and you feel more confident. Exactly. I think there's, there's mm, sorry, I was about to cough. Um, there's a, there's, the problem is confidence when you're getting started. And so it's kind of, oh, someone wants to buy my product, so I'll, I'll do anything to get that sale and I'm very excited and, you know, there's all that energy. When when you become more established and more experienced, you're like, well, I can say no to that because all the other sales are going to come through yeah. or this is not my style or this isn't, you know. So I think there's definitely a bit of a confidence thing there as well. But, yeah, I had I have my little post-it where I wrote down things people could say no to before we started recording. <laughs> uh, and I had one that was like crazy custom orders because I think that's yeah. such a big one. And it's so many people fall for that and it starts usually with a simple customization and um and then it's like i've been it's like 15 email back and forth with proof of a new design for this shirt and the embroidery on this color needs to be different actually can the shirt be red too and it's like okay now i can't customize this this thing but we can do a completely custom thing from scratch but the pricing is going to be established on different different rules and different grounds there because it's not a simple customization anymore um, that's definitely the biggest one I think for makers because it's it's a time suck and often you end up creating something you wouldn't have that's not your style that's not cohesive for your shop doesn't even look good in your shop to to say that's I did that it's literally someone paying you for a skill you have and going oh you're good at doing pottery can you make this mug for me and you're like oh it's not my style at all you yeah. know <laughs> that's so true. Mm. <laughs> And can I just put an interjection here? Never, ever, ever start a custom order without getting paid for it first. Mm. Just don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. It Even if it's you feel bad and say, oh, take 50% at least. And then get the other 100% before you send it, not once you send it. And that's the norm. Like that's not (laughs) like um, because people maybe think, oh, that sounds a little bit crazy. It's the norm. Like Mm -hmm. you don't get to take the pottery set home from Maya before you pay at the crash register. Like (laughs) it's not how it works. The only thing being if you use Afterpay or whatever crazy thing. But, you know, like it's just not. You can't just walk out of a store with something. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah. No, that's it. So I'm interested a little bit in uh, like our histories with this whole saying no thing because I think that will help people sort of figure out who they are and why this has happened to them, <laughs> like the position that they are in. Why is it so hard for some people to say no and easier for other people to say no? What are the elements here? What are some of the, the so, um, social expectations on this as well? Mm. Uh, so like for me, one of the things I'm an only child, <laughs> I never had to share with siblings. My parents were very much, they kind of left me alone and did my own thing. And I was also responsible. So I just basically took care of myself and I didn't have to 
like I was confident in who I was and what I wanted and what I did want to do and what I didn't want to do. And I wasn't, I was never really forced to do things I didn't really want to do apart from the dishes. That was, <laughs> that was my one chore when I was like a kid and a teenager that was always my responsibility and I hated it so much and I would always leave it to like just before I went to bed. Uh, it's so juvenile, but like <laughs> that expectation on me, even though I'm just, you know, being part of the household, it was a chore I always hated. I used to not do it and leave a sorry note. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry, mum, I didn't get time to do the dishes. I'm so sorry. But so you weren't bad. really sorry. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was sorry. I didn't want her to have to do it, but I also didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> sorry, mum. So, you know, I, I think it's never really been too difficult for also I was I was not raised with gendered expectations that because you're a girl you should just do what you're told um that was not a thing so I was never raised with that whole you know you have to be nice well you know I was raised to be polite but I was I was also raised to be confident and um assertive so I think that probably paid off Mm. in this way I I don't think I have ever struggled saying no in my life. Uh, it's probably my first word. Like, I don't, and I. It's definitely my education. I think as well, confidence, mm. assertive, backing yourself up, having opinions, and sticking with it. And so, like, I've never really struggled making decisions as well. To me, it's mm, it's like, same. you know, to me, it's a matter of like a bit of a gut thing, and then going with facts as well and then I decide yes or no for something and then I stick to that and I don't really have regrets on that like I I don't know why though it's related because like I don't have problem making decision either but I do have a problem with saying no so I don't know if that's necessary oh okay okay that's true because I think there are there are some people who will say yes because they don't know like that oh well I don't know so I'll just I'll just go I'll just do it because it's easier than making a decision of saying no and the consequences that it has like it's it's kind of like the easier option Mm. I don't know but you're right I don't know if it's if it's definitely related it's maybe overlapping a little bit but it's definitely Mm. not the core of the topic yeah well I think what you're getting at is maybe people well maybe I don't know people might not like saying no because they don't like the confrontation they don't like, like hurting people's feelings um I don't know if I just said this in my head or if I actually said it, but about scarcity mindset. Did I say no, it? you didn't say it. I said it in my head. Um, <laughs> around like being afraid that there's not going to be another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to take every opportunity you have because mm. that's like messaging that we get from society too. You have to take every opportunity you get that gets given to you, but you don't really. Um, I think to like the easiest business to get is not necessarily the business that you want to have, which we kind of touched on before. Like just because someone's wanting to pay you some money for something doesn't mean you want to actually put the time and effort into producing that because it just might not be worth your time. But I think the confrontation thing and like wanting to please people, I think that might tie into, well, I don't know, this is not based on research. (laughs) (laughs) Indecisiveness, because I do know a lot of indecisive people who probably also would have trouble saying no. Mm. Um, and that might be, you know, a lack of confidence. I think that's yeah, what it comes yeah, down to. I guess so. Mm. I guess so. Yeah, a yeah, lack of self confidence. Yeah, like, because you, if you don't trust yourself, you're going to have trouble making decisions. Mm. And if you don't value yourself, you're going to just be railroaded, railroaded by other people's priorities. Yeah, and desires. And to be honest, that's something that's changed too. Like I probably was saying no a lot less when I was 14 than I am now because now I couldn't care less what people think of me except if they are my friends and I love them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, or if I have uh, a relationship with them and there's respect there and something, then, yeah, then, of course, I value their feedback because I don't want to turn into, you know, an asshole and say no to stuff that I should really show up for. <laughs> but, like, there's definitely anyone else. I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I said no to that, whatever. I don't really care what mm-hmm. this person's going to think of me because that's not that's not my problem. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. But that's something that's quite recent, maybe like last four-ish year. Um, and before it maybe wasn't that obvious because it was, there was more of a, you know, people pleasing and blah, blah, blah in my head where now I'm kind of like, nah, the only person that I need, I'm responsible for making happy is me and Mm. then my friends and family. And that's that. Yeah. But they come after you. No, they don't because my friends are good friends. Friends that come after you and ask me things that I can't say no to without feeling bad about it, they're not my oh, friends. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant that you make yourself happy first before you make other people happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oxygen yeah. mask on. So, yeah, yeah, oxygen mask. Yeah. That oxygen mask analogy is perfect here. You have to yeah. put your own on before you can put other people's on. Yeah. But a lot of people do it the wrong way around in many aspects of their lives is that mm. they always are constantly putting other people before themselves. Mm. And I think that's unhealthy. Yeah. Hey there, Maker. Are you loving this podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we would love to talk to you about supporting us on Patreon. Becoming one of our patrons is a way to support the show and to help us produce it each week. You can help for as little as $1 a month and you get access to behind the scenes, extra content we won't share anywhere else, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. To learn more, simply go to thebusinessofmaking.com support. And now back to the show. I have, it's funny because we did this episode on self-care the other week and I've been having thoughts on it ever since. And so it's a good time to interject here Um, around the oxygen mask. I totally agree with until it's a person who is only doing their own oxygen and no one else's ever. Oh, yeah. So you can go yeah. either side of that coin, and I think that's worth it. That's called a dick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, it's seriously... that's a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, selfish people, it's, I I actually have an extreme bugbear about it. It's like it's mm. nuts. But anyway, that's a totally different issue mm. for another day. Yeah, but people, but people say don't say no because they're afraid of being that person or being seen as that person. Mm. I think it's actually a really good point. Yeah. It's like people are afraid of pe- of other people thinking they're not nice. Mm. or they're not that you know they're not good they're not giving they're not sacrificing mm. Mm. they're not especially I think it's especially a, a woman female thing you know we're raised with that societal expectation that we'll take care of everybody around us mm. um, let's give an example uh, if you are a, a you know a woman in a relationship with a man who's expected to do the Christmas cards Who's expected, like, uh, Christmas cards? I was going to say, guys, is anyone expected to do that? Birthday birthday presents for parents, birthday presents or Christmas presents for nieces and nephews. Like, who does it? Who's expected to do these things? Oh, yeah, by society expected. Yeah, yeah, but also internalized. Yeah. Oftentimes, it generally falls on the, like, who's expected to keep the house clean, which is Mm. rubbish, but like, idea that somehow the woman is responsible for the social good of the whole like both people's relationships Mm. on both sides here Mm -hmm. that's just an example of this sort of where uh, society expects somebody to do something when it's not necessarily fair like nick takes care of his own parents birthday stuff like i don't even know when they are Mm. (laughs) he's like oh it's mother's birthday soon okay cool i think that's true 
And that's, I mean, 100% yeah, I, I remember agree with my you parents' birthdays. In general, I think 98% of the time that's true. I think, though, sometimes there's reasons for it that are logical, as in, um, again, like if you have a family and maybe mm. the, the woman has decided to, hopefully decided on her own terms, that she's going to be the stay-at-home person. Mm. I'm working on a fine line here because I don't want to say like that's then her job. But if the male is the one, you know, working outside of the home, 14, what, anyway, I don't actually want to get into discussion, but I'm just saying it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to be on record as I agree with Jess. <laughs> like it's shit that it comes down to the woman all the time because yeah. it does. I just want to say like, of course, sometimes that it, it's okay that that happens. Yeah, but it's okay if you've had the discussion with your partner exactly. and you've both decided that that's going to be your responsibility. Mm. Not just because it is your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, not diving too much into that conversation, but there is also the other side of the coin, which is that men are expected to do things that aren't a woman. Like who's responsible for servicing the car? Who's responsible for yeah. putting the gutter? Who's responsible for helping the, Yeah, gender you know, is a shit, just quiet. Yeah, yeah just exactly. Yeah. So that's that. We said that. I think we all agree. <laughs> So shit, let's not generalize. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but I think it's important though in that conversation, in that context, because it's like, are you saying no? Because even though, and that, that I'm sure sometimes happened to us as well. Like we agree with what we just said, obviously, but mm-hmm. sometimes you steal it so deep in us because we've yes. been raised by society since we were, you know, born. Mm-hmm. Um, that we have those construct without even realizing it. And so sometimes it puts you in a situation where you feel like saying yes is the easy way out pretty much or the only way because it's awkward to say no. Yeah, exactly. It's awkward to say no because, yeah, you you have this, everybody else's expectations are different. And, like, there's so many real world or personal ways you could use this as an analogy like the fact that I, I don't have kids and I don't want to have kids. Like mm. the society, it's it's much more acceptable now. But like there's still a lot of people who are like, what? When are you having kids, Jess? When yeah. are you having kids? Yeah. When are you having kids? <laughs> like yeah. it's just expected. And, yeah. you know, it, you, it, it can get tiring to keep saying no to something and, and people keep asking you about something or people keep expecting you to do something. You, you don't just necessarily have to say no once. You have to kind of justify you mm. feel like you have to justify why you're saying no. Mm. And you actually don't. Let's, let's put that out there. No is a complete sentence. Yeah. Mm. You don't have to say I no. I think something that's made it easy for me internally, as in to justify why I was saying no to something, and then also externally, as in like explaining it to people so that they would understand I was not just saying, nah, and that's that. <laughs> and there was actually a reason is actually instead of thinking learn not to say no, it's like like learn not to say, like you were saying, like a really yes to something. And so yeah. to me it was like, so last year as an example from my business, it was like I had to say no to doing the Makers Bees online conference because I said yes to launching my membership site. And it was really hard. It was definitely a tough decision for many mindset reasons and financial reasons, of course. But I was saying a big yes to this other thing. And so I kept my focus on that. So it, it was more of a positive feeling rather than going, oh, I've had to let that go. And that's sad. I didn't do that this year and whatever I was focusing on. But instead, I'm doing this thing. And that's exciting. And that's new. And, you know, and it's the same in like your personal life as well. Instead of saying, no, I can't do this mother daughter thing on this weekend because whatever. And then not really explaining it. If it's like, because I'm doing this instead. And that's, that's why my focus is people then usually understanding a bit more. Not that you need to justify yourself to people in any way, but 
it helps when you can explain um, what the, the focus is on instead. Yeah, I really love that you brought up saying no to not just people asking for things, but no to stuff in your own business too, mm. because that's really important, especially for those of us with shiny object syndrome happening. Where <laughs> you shouldn't do everything just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, but yeah, I love that you brought that up too. I think it's super important. So I think, important. Um, following on from what you said, saying yes to something, there's also other ways to say no to people requesting stuff. Mm. Where it, it's not justifying it, but it also makes you feel better if you don't like the confrontation. And yeah. I actually just heard it the other day on a podcast and it's yes, no, yes. So you mm. say yes, as in, oh, congratulations for wanting to do this thing. That sounds amazing. No, because of my commitment to this other thing, I cannot help you right now. Like really quite firm and mm. like clear saying no, not not something like, oh, well, I'm really busy at the moment. That's not a no. No, uh, no I cannot do this right now because of my commitments or you don't even have to say because, but then it does, you know, frame you in a light that it's like, yes, I'm committed to this other thing and that's mm. a good thing. And mm. then following up with a yes, which is like, good luck in your endeavor. I can't wait to mm. your success. Get back to me when you're successful. Like, you know, so mm. yeah. yes, no, yes. So you don't, it's not just a flat out no for those people who might feel like they're being thought of as an asshole or whatever, mm. which again, saying like we're saying you don't need to justify it, but the, there are some tricks and tactics that you can use to be able to say no, I guess in a like more <laughs> encouraging or soft way. But mm. still it's basically the yeah. shit sandwich of saying yeah, no. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 I'm if really you're not familiar with that concept, it's like something good, something bad, something good. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading that book last night that Jess recommended called Make Time. And it was exactly about that, about how to say oh. no to like when you're invited to a meeting and you don't want to go um, or, you know, an event or a football game or whatever, and you hate football and you're like, actually, you really don't want to go. Um, and how to be honest but also still say a strong no. And it's like, you don't have to lie. You don't have to sort of be awkward about it. Like you can actually just say, thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. I actually don't really like football, but instead maybe we could do this or, you know, I'm too busy because I'm working on this at the moment, but I would love to work with you in the future or whatever it is. Yeah. You can just say, no, I have other plans. Literally. No, I have other plans. That plan could be that you're going to sit on the couch and read book. Mm. That's fine. That's a plan. So they don't need to know that's your plan. Mm. You just say, like, I keep in mind, plan. like, if it's your close friends and families, they'll understand. You mm. don't even need to justify yourself. And, like, that's it. Exactly. And anyone else, like, stop caring so much about the fact that they, you said no and they probably think something of you that they're not your friends, they're not your family. Like, let them go. Mm. I think, Let's talk. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mick. I was just going to say, I like that you brought up friends and family because I think it's really important to cover who to say yes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys might not agree with me here, but I have a personal policy. Um, like if someone asks me to do a favor for them, let's say a graphic design favor, flyer, website, whatever it might be, editing photos, uh, my yes list is basically my immediate family, like my mother, father, mother-in-law, father-in-law, um, my siblings, so my husband's sisters we're all extremely close so this might not work for everyone because if for example Jess like your in-laws are overseas so it's probably not the same sort of situation mm-hmm. but we all see each other you know multiple times a week we're all very close so those people are immediate yeses as long as I can fit it in and then um because I'm married people who are in my bridal party they get a yes everyone else is a no so <laughs> yeah like that's that's my way of um yeah, figuring out who to say yes and no to. And again, it depends on your priorities at the, not 
priorities is not the right word, your workload at the time because even though like you do need to prioritise your business, I think it's super important not to forget why you're working on your business and a lot of the time that's to have the flexibility to foster those relationships with your friends and family so you don't want to cut them all off in the process. No. Remember that. Yeah, yeah. that's a really that's a really good point. Mm. Um, I think and there's different like categories in life. Like there are certain things that I, my parents, I will always say yes to, mm. but there are other things that I will not say yes to. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, I'm not going to go into dynamics of relationships here, but that you might be in a similar search situation where your parents or your spouse even or your sibling is actually the person who's causing you the most issues. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, I should have caveated my thing. Yeah. Like whatever works for you because you're saying yes to people who are toxic and like just draining Yes. If they're just emotionally vampiring you, then that is definitely the person you need to learn how to say no to uh, and set boundaries around. And I also want to talk about this whole, um, and we we started with it, having a bigger burning yes, and Deb touched on it again, Mm. in your own business. The amount of products and money-making things that I've actually stopped and shut down and gotten rid of over the years is quite extensive. And the reason I've done that is because I feel like uh, it's not – the best quality anymore. It's not serving other people or me anymore. I'll give you an example. Uh, I used to, my setup shop course that I run a few times a year, the first few years, I used to offer multiple levels and I would do like a middle level where I would, you know, they do the course, but then I'd do a shop critique for them. And then an upper level where it was like all of that plus, you know, one-on-one coaching, whatever. And a few years then I just said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to stop those other levels and I'm just going to do the base course. And the reason is because I found myself hating the critiques Mm. because we would get through the whole course. It was really awesome. And then I'd have like 30 (laughs) 30 of these short critiques to do. And it was just like. It's like marking. It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Marking is fucking shit. Like like marking nobody. And, you know, I wanted to do a really good job and I wanted to give them that feedback and, but it just wasn't a part of the business I really enjoyed and it, for me, it wasn't worth the money I was earning for it. So I decided to cut that out, even though I earn less now, because I'm not offering those higher level, you know, uh, levels of that course when I run it, I'm, I enjoy it way more because I don't have this thing hanging over my head that I have to do yeah. at the end. So, you know, saying no to those things as they come, even if they are profitable, even if they are um something you've done for a while and they worked yeah. for a while that's great you can always say no to them in the future yeah it's a very great point um some one of my members was also talking about that is his business has grown and he's realized that the products that um got him here really and like helped him he's got his business off the ground and growing we're now not the one he necessarily enjoyed making anymore mm-hmm. or that's, also yeah. that were the biggest profit driver kind of thing and, and it was hard to sort of say no to this part of the business because it almost, there was a bit of an emotional attachment almost, like this is what got me here and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. um, but it's important that you can say no to that and like, you know, pivot, 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 pivot. 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 <laughs> Do you want me to say pivot again? Was that good? Yes. <laughs> I love your French. Uh, I know. I love it. Um, <laughs> and then, and, and, you know, just change as your business evolves and you're going to have to say no things that you said yes to for a while. That's super important because it's not always like a, a, you know, forever no, a forever yes. Like things change and it's okay to reassess that. But yeah, now that we're in the business more category thing, I know we talked a bit about more personal life, but um really really important to say no to so much more than you say yes to 
Mm. And I think a lot of the overwhelm these days um, come from trying to do so many things at the same time. And again, it's like you, you can say no to Facebook if you are deciding to focus on Instagram. Yeah. You know, make it this this beautiful yes to Instagram. I have this loving relationship with it. <laughs> and for a year, just like dive deep and don't even log into Facebook. Like you, it's fine. Like it's yeah, totally okay. Business not going to, you know, if, if you don't have anything going on on Facebook to start with, you know, it's not like you're going to lose sales from it or whatever. So just say no to so much more than you say yes to because it's actually so much more um, efficient because you get to actually dive deep into the strategy that you're that you're saying yes to. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really good point. I think people, especially in those first few years, you kind of say yes and try everything and then you find yourself stretched too thin and you're like, nothing's working. It's all all a nightmare. (laughs) And that's where you need to start cutting things out and Mm. and simplifying and saying no to the wrong things and yes to the right things. Yeah. Yep, definitely. I was, um, I'm definitely going to say this wrong because it's meant to be a quote, but I don't have it in front of me. So I'm just going to make it up or sort of say what I remember of it. But it was Rachel always interviewed on the podcast and she was uh, giving this example, this visual example of what it means to focus on one thing and say no to the rest. And it's like, imagine a soccer field and there's like six balls and every day you, you get like one kick. Um, and so you're going to go and kick the first one and then the second one and then the third one and they all move a little bit forward. But what if instead you just kick the same one six times and it would go yeah, so much more yeah. further up the field mm-hmm. yeah. that's good um anyway a little visual representation to end yeah, this I episode like for you yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel like this is something we could probably talk about forever but we should probably <laughs> probably wrap things up probably wrap things we should up. probably make some lunch is what we're thinking yeah, i'm hungry i'm hungry too <laughs> <laughs> we've recorded a couple of episodes in a row now and it's like lunchtime we're all like yes lunchtime yeah. Uh, yeah, so what I would love, what we would all love for you guys to do is to jump into our Facebook group, which you can find at thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash Facebook and let us know what you struggle saying no to, what have mm-hmm. you said no to recently, uh, what, who your yes people are, if you have yes people or who your no people are that you're struggling to say no to. Maybe we could, the group will be able to sort of brainstorm some ideas of how you might um, approach those kind of situations perhaps um yeah can i just say it gets easier the more you do it it's like a muscle (laughs) the more you say no the easier it gets to say no and the clearer you are about who you are and what your priorities are and that's a good thing Mm -hmm. totally 100 cool so thank you so much for being here guys uh if you want to help us produce the show we would love for you to be a co-producer if you want to do that jump on over to our patreon which is patreon.com forward slash t-bomb and you can help support the show for as little as one dollar per month uh if you join for three or five dollars per month you get a little uh shout out on our website and yeah you get to suggest episodes which we would love some more suggestions of what you would like us to cover in the show so thank you so much again for being here i am the worst rapper uppera of the three of us i just keep going Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Next week. Bye. Pause. Sorry. (laughs) There's no toilet paper. I'll be right back. That was a good that was a good opening though, so we're just gonna keep recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> we'll just talk in the meantime. Rose, you're there.
<laughs> That's an important reason to annoy your parent, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I wish this was like happening during the motherhood episode we did. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. It like, sort of perfect. Like, well, this is what it looks like. <laughs> Michaela's getting up to go take care of a child. Yeah. I love that she has for cheese dough. What do you want to eat? Cheese. That's my cheese kind of human. Best food. Cheese is amazing. Like, is the only problem with it is that that's why I'm not vegan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's literally I'm I'm, I'm 99% vegan except mm. I can't I can never say no to cheese. There's no way I can get it out of my life. I was the same when I was vegetarian. I tried to be vegan for like three days. I was like, no, <laughs> give me no. my cheese back. <laughs> and there are ways to make cheese that isn't actually bad, too bad. I don't know. I think, mm. I think I'm more trying to convince myself it's okay that I eat cheese. But yeah. Fuck, I can do it. <laughs> it's just delicious. Yeah, that's right. We can't be perfect. All right, yeah. here we go. And we're back.